Hey y'all, this week we'll be talking about wellness in academia and in the workplace. I'm Ricky. And I'm Kamisha. And this is Woman to Woman, a gender leadership podcast. So, what is wellness and why is it important to academia and in the workplace? So, there are eight different dimensions of wellness. You have emotional wellness. Are you managing your emotions well, especially as finals are lingering in the background? Environmental wellness. Are you using your environment to your advantage? Some people find it better to study in an arbitrarium, for instance. There is financial wellness. Like, are you satisfied with your spending habits? There's intellectual wellness. Are you able to utilize your creativity to enhance your understanding of things? Occupational wellness. Are you managing stress well from your job? Are you happy with the work you're doing? There's physical wellness where it's about if you're exercising well and getting enough sleep. Social wellness, do you have a good support group or circle of friends that you can connect with? And then there's spiritual wellness where it's all about making sure that you find a purpose in life. This episode is sponsored by the American Association of University Women, the nation's leading voice promoting equity and education for women and girls. Since their founding in 1881, AAUW members have examined and taken positions on the fundamental issues of the day, educational, social, economic, and political. Thank you, AAUW. Um, so to learn more about what is in the workplace, we talked to Annie Francis, who's a third-year doctoral student at the School of Social Work. So we like to start with the three W's. So who are you, what do you do, and why do you do it? Oh, wow. You might have to repeat that. (laughs) So my name is Annie Francis. I am a third year doctoral student at the School of Social Work. Um, I study outcomes in foster care for children from historically excluded groups, specifically American Indian children. I do it because it's a heavily under-researched area. And given that I come from a tribal community, I also feel a sense of responsibility to add to the literature by using my research skills. So building off of that, we just wanted to know how you define wellness and what does it look like to you? So for me, I define wellness as having balance, Mm -hmm. which is similar to like inner peace. So for me, if I notice that I'm getting super stressed out or on edge, Mm -hmm. that's a clue that I need to do something to get myself back into balance. So also in your experience in both academia and in the workplace, um, have your professors or employers made it a point to emphasize self-care or is it more like something that you had to do on your own? I think in my professional and educational experience, self-care has always been emphasized, but it was more so from the viewpoint, do that on your own time as long as it doesn't interfere with your obligations and responsibilities. So they emphasize it, but I don't know if they prioritize it. Mm, Okay. So I guess what are also some additional barriers to wellness and self-care for women of color in academia and the workplace? Do you think it's more difficult for a woman of color to advocate for self-care? From my personal experience, I feel it's harder to maintain Mm self-care as a woman of color in academia because you're few and far between and typically you represent um, visual diversity so you are assigned to a lot of committees you are assigned to mentor incoming students of color 
formally or informally. I, from my experience, personal experience and indirect experience watching other women of color in academia, I've noticed that their workloads tend to be higher with respect to mentoring or volunteering on committees. Um, two activities that are great, but don't necessarily help propel their career. Right. Um, what do you think are some like steps that employers and stuff could t- take to encourage wellness and self-care? I think a major component of self-care is having fun. Mm-hmm. And I think employers or institutions could be more intentional about incorporating fun into the workplace or academic culture. Even if it's just downtime doing something over the lunch hour together, mm-hmm. no pressure, um, can really help people reset right. and model what self-care is. Right. And that you prioritize it because you're making time for it on your time. Right. Expecting individuals to make time for it while they're sleeping. Mm-hmm. So actually building off of that also, I came across a question in a survey about, I guess, what employers have done or what could they work on. And it was something that was sent out to their employees saying about stuff about wellness. And one of the questions was, what incentives would increase your likelihood to participate in wellness activities? Um, So why do you think people like would even have to be incentivized to participate in wellness? I think a lot of people get into a vicious cycle of overworking and taking on too much instead of advocating that their workload is um, unrealistic. Mm -hmm. So they don't have time to engage in these activities. Yeah. I also talked to like one of my coworkers and was thinking through like this question. So like, why would somebody feel like they have to be, paid or win a prize or whatever to literally just like take a break. So it's like, well, I'd rather get paid to keep working than like not get paid and have like a mandatory 30 minute break. Right. Like I said, it self-care, it is emphasized, Mm -hmm. but it's not really reinforced by the environment. Right. So instead of saying, Here's 30 minutes during your lunch break. You can say, let's take half a day. Mm-hmm. And here's a variety of activities you can participate in. And before that day comes, supervisors make strategic, use strategic methods to make sure it doesn't disadvantage the people who attend. Mm-hmm. Sometimes it disadvantages you even when you participate. Because right. like I said, the expectation is unrealistic for the workload that you're managing. So do you think incentives would be a good way to promote wellness in the workplace? I think financial incentives, like $25 gift cards, definitely increase the number of individuals who participate. So you really don't think that like people don't necessarily take time to just do it just because. So an incentive would increase like the likelihood of participating in wellness. Yes, I think there are a lot of factors that people take into consideration when making the decision to attend a wellness event, most of the time it's, I guess, looking at, do I have time to do this in my workload? Would it put me behind? Mm-hmm. Versus, will I really feel different after attending this event? All right. So I feel like people's perception of what they can gain mm-hmm. in terms of their wellness may be limited. Mm-hmm. And so having an incentive 
helps overcome that barrier to them getting there. Um, do you think that wellness and self-care has like a direct impact on the gender, gender leadership gap? Definitely. Um, as I mentioned before, I, from my personal experience, mm-hmm. have observed a lot of women who are in leadership positions who are also balancing the majority of the um, family obligations, such as children getting into daycare, scheduling appointments, and all of that jazz. There's no flexibility or anything to accommodate the role that they play in their family. So it turns into this vicious cycle of feeling like you're not doing enough in your personal life and you're not doing enough in your work life. Mm-hmm. Well, I guess that's it on my end, but is there anything else that, like I haven't asked you that you would like to share? Um, I just wanted to share that I really see the gender leadership gap. Mm-hmm. It's also something that's influenced by systems and culture given that a lot of women in leadership positions don't make as much mm-hmm. as their male counterparts right. and don't make up um, an equal percentage of individuals in leadership positions. So I think that also needs to be reconsidered as well as the lived experiences of those who actually are able to obtain and maintain those positions. And our final question that we ask all of our interviewees is why is the addressing the gender leadership gap important to you? It's important to me because I'm a social worker and my values state that we are required to advocate and dismantle all forms of injustice. And I consider the gender leadership gap a form of injustice against women who aspire to be in leadership positions. Enjoy the podcast? Have comments, questions, or concerns? Follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at UNC Women of Worth. That's UNC W-O-M-X-N of Worth. We here at the Women of Worth Initiative create and sustain a community for women of color and women who identify as members of underrepresented racial and ethnic populations that will promote academic success, holistic student wellness and success, identity development, and sisterhood at the University of North Carolina at Chapel Hill. Go Hills! So how is classes going for you guys? Pretty good. I'm taking 15 credit hours, so I guess the average amount, um, but like it's towards the end, so it's kind of crunch time. Mm. Hard to take time to focus on anything else in the classwork. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Especially these coming weeks since we're doing, we're getting closer to finals at least. Right. What about you, Karami? Um, well, right now my classes are pretty stressful because I have projects due and classes where I also have exams due or I also have papers due in one class, which really makes me mad. And it's not even for my major, but stuff like that's really stressing me out. But I got the news that I got an internship, so that's like hey. propelling me forward. Hey. So right. that's good. Thank you. Thank you so much. So, how about you, Kamisha? Yeah, I'm taking four classes, and even though it's not five, like a lot of people are taking, it's still a lot. So, mm-hmm. I'm taking a lot of like education and Spanish courses this semester. So, it's a lot of studying and reading and trying to stay in the know with current events. And so, mm-hmm. and even though this season of finals is super stressful, we all know that it's important to have some form of self-care. Mm-hmm. So what are some ways that y'all try to keep your mind sane and perform self-care? Um, I guess I have to be really intentional with like eating. 
So it's really easy for me to just be like, oh, I have class from 9.30 to 1.45. I've missed breakfast, so I guess I'll get a late lunch, but like it's such an awkward time of the day. I might not yeah, be hungry. Like, like, oh, let me just wait till dinner. <laughs> but then if I take a nap, I'm gonna sleep. Yeah. And I'm gonna miss <laughs> my dining hall hours. And yep. then I find myself eating a pizza at like 2 a.m. <laughs> <laughs> Like, why am I even up at this time? <laughs> it's so true. Yeah, and see, I'll, I'm not good with scheduling at all. So I'll go the whole day without eating and practically starve the whole day and, and then uh, eat maybe like one meal. And I'm just like, I'm fine. I'm fine. <laughs> and it's like that. <laughs> it's like the gift with the dog <laughs> smiling and fires all around him. Yeah. Oh, I'm fine. I'm cool. <laughs> Everything's great. Yeah, I kind of am feeling that a little bit. Only like when I'm super stressed out, I just don't have the urge to eat, which is not good. Mm. But usually I do find time to eat because if I don't eat, I get a headache and I hate headaches. So yeah, I guess one way that I try to perform self-care, like I'm not really good at it. I'll be honest. I would say like listening to music is very therapeutic for me because mm. I can just not think of all my school worries and all of that and also like just because I have a lot of ideas for like films and like screenplays that I want to write and stuff so I always just write those down and that's super therapeutic and it just relaxes me so that's how I try to do self-care. I guess my self-care would be video games. I try to reward myself every once in a while with, with a game or so, a few matches, and try not to play the whole night away. But it's nice to do something other than something that's related right. to academics and try to get away. What about you, Ricky? I guess I also find myself like, I never try to watch Netflix shows. I don't know, something that it's like I can absent Mm. Mm. So like you said, just not really the academic, something that's just, like, I have to put in thought. Oh, like, ooh, what's going to happen next? <laughs> yeah, like, if you're stuck in, like, the academic mindset for so long, you'll start stressing and you start feeling like you're not human anymore. <laughs> right. So, like, I know that I personally, my sleep schedule is really off. Mm. And even though I am aware of the situation and everything, it's like, all these projects, like I said, and everything is, like, due or, like, even when I finish an assignment, it's still on my mind, like, ooh, did I do this and I do that all did actually submit mm-hmm. so it's like it could wake me up especially now it's like procrastination is so real and it's not helpful it's not it's not good for my health <laughs> you know there's so many events on campus too where they have like the whole don't procrastinate I think it's at the library yeah, I think it's the Learning Center. Or the Learning Center, there you go. See, I don't even know where it is. <laughs> Late Night Against Procrastination. And yeah. they have those everywhere. And like so many different places that are offering like free supplies. But it's like, oh, the time that it's going to take me to go there and get the free supplies, I'm wasting time. I could be doing something else, even though I'm not going to be doing yeah. that. I could be doing something It definitely else. takes a lot of self-motivation to try to put yourself out there to go try a different event or something like that because it's me I'm like I'm not gonna procrastinate I'm fine like I got this like I got plenty of time to work on this I'm gonna start on it tonight and I might start on it that night but if I have like three more days before it's due I'll start on it and then I'll wait those three days and then be working on it that last day and up staying up all night working on projects and papers and 
Then I'm like, dang, I should have went to that event. But yeah, I could have been doing something semi-productive. Yeah, I could have been finished with it. Exactly. I think for me, one of the things that I don't do is I don't get enough sleep at all. Like, mm-hmm. I, I just can't. Yeah. Especially when I have all these things stressing me out. Like, I just can't sleep because yeah. it's just on my mind. So that's something that I, I'm not going to lie and say I try to work on it, but that's something that I should work on because mm. it's not good for your health, especially if you don't get enough sleep. Oh, yeah, I, so I guess lately, oh, I guess when I first started off, I wasn't drinking enough water. Mm-hmm. And now that, it, like, the temperature is getting a little bit up there and it's it. heating up, yeah, it's like, <laughs> I really, I really need to go ahead and drink wow, some water. I'm real thirsty. That's so, real crazy. I had, to, <laughs> I had to take drastic measures. I downloaded an app that reminds me mm-hmm. to drink water. That's good. And the, the noise. Steps. Exactly, yeah, the I'm first like, step. So every time I get that notification of like a water drip, I'm like, oh, it's time. It's time. <laughs> Gonna be staying hydrated today. <laughs> so I've done that. And as far as... I guess physical wellness since I haven't been to the gym in weeks mm-hmm. I've just been avoiding taking the bus I've been trying to walk south campus to north campus and since I live on north campus and I take trips to south campus and I'm like I'm not going to take that bus because I don't go to the gym so this is it so I definitely have to stay hydrated then but it's definitely something I feel empowered <laughs> after doing it because I feel like wow I really I'm took the extra mile, head. literally. <laughs> Went the extra mile there. <laughs> you can get anywhere at UNC in 15 minutes. <laughs> so thanks again to our guest, Annie Francis. And this episode was produced by Ricky Head, Abby Murray, Kamisha Chalmers, and Karami Ba. And our executive producer is Erica Wallace. And the quote for this week is brought to you by Over One Free. Committing to a lifetime of wellness is not a luxury. It's a necessity. You'll never have enough time. You have to make the time. <laughs>